Italian radio show. Festa della mamma. A special Mother's Day tribute to Italian mamas. Coming right up on West Coast Italian radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian Radio Show. My name is Tony Lestella, your host, and I'm here with a lovely Marzia Caputo from Vincenza, Italy. Marzia, how are you doing today? Doing good. Ciao a tutti. Ciao, Tony. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, and we're so glad to be broadcasting to everybody around the country. Folks, you're hearing our show live from the the ABC Talk and News Radio Studios, or part of the ABC News Network, down in Palm Springs at 1490 AM down there. You might also be watching us on TV down there. Uh, but you can also be hearing this all over the country because we have many wonderful affiliate stations that pick up our signal and carry us all over the United States. Some of these are ABC affiliates. Some of them are not affiliates of ABC. But wherever you hear us, we're certainly glad to have all of our listeners out there. We love all of our listeners. And, you know, Marcy, people can also hear us online. we got a great website. Go right to our website, which is WCIR.biz. Just remember the acronym for West Coast. Italian radio, and as soon as we're done with the show today, it goes right into our archives there. In fact, you can even stream the show live. So if you're not in one of our listening or broadcast areas um, mm-hmm. and you still want to hear the show, just go onto your computer and you can stream the show live as we do it every Monday. And, of course, the minute we're done doing it, it goes into the archives. So both this show and any of our past shows in the last five years are going to be available right there uh, for your listening pleasure. Please share them all, your friends, your family. And tell them what we do on this show, Marcy. What do we do on this show? Well, we do everything. We talk about events, Italian events, what's going on in Italy, what's going on in the States, and it's welcome for everyone who love Italian, who are Italian. And today particularly is about Festa della Mamma. Festa della Mamma today, Mother's Day, you know. There you go. So, I mean, you know, this is a a very special show that we do every year. Can have a tribute to Italian mamas. So, you know, what we'd like to start right out with here is our news segment. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we're going to talk about something that I know kind of is near and dear to uh, all mamas, whether you're Italian or non-Italian all around the world. And that is that, you know, we all uh, care about our kids and they're going to school and everything, right? Especially now with everything that's going on with COVID and the pandemic around the world. Uh, And one of the things that I know is very troublesome to Italian mothers in, in particular is that the Italy has kind of the, Italy has, Italy has the number one dropout rate of any country in the world, if you can imagine that, okay? And this was going on even before the coronavirus hit. Italy had like the worst dropout rate of, of people in Europe, okay? Of, of all the schools in Europe. Kids were dropping out, uh, kids were just not going to school. Um, they were not just dropping out in high school. Some of them were dropping out in grade school and never going back. And interestingly, this, um, I don't know, have you heard about this, Marcia, back where you live there up in Vincenzo? What's the story up there? Because this says it's very, very, uh, big in Naples. Oh, well, like I say, it's everywhere. But like I say, it's a big number down south because down south, uh, it's hard to find work, job, you know, so the job, you started younger, it's much easier 
to find the way you are certain age. Yeah, so yeah. And, and it says, I mean, uh, again, this was a big problem even before the COVID pandemic, yeah. but now like that. it's you even worse. Until middle school, you do the eighth grader, and that's it. And they go to work, you know what I mean? Right, you right. High school, because in Italy, it's not obli- you know, high school is different from high school here in the States. So, but the North, that little more, because it's much easier, it's we're more opening for work, for job, so you can go to school, parents can work. Down South, is not. So everybody got to go to work. Well, and the schools down there, because of COVID, have been closed for over a year now. Uh, so this is even adding to the problem they already had. And as you say, it's different. Now, in, in the United States, of course, you know, kids go usually, you know, to grade school, then they go to high school. Uh, but high schools in Italy, as I understand them, are almost like trade schools. So you have to decide by about the time you get into eighth grade as to whether you want to be a plumber, an electrician, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever it is, because that that, that, that will dictate what type of high school you go to. Isn't that correct? Right. It's true. Like I say, it's not like here. High school is like different. And when you start it, you already have the street that you know where you want to be, where you want to, you know, what you want to do. So high school is the beginning. So well, this is, this is, as you, you point out, especially a bad problem down south. It says in Naples, Italy, this is an article we got right out of the New York Times that just came out uh, a couple of days ago. It says in northern Italy uh, is not as bad as southern Italy, but in southern Italy, in Naples, the rate is about twice of what it is in Europe, the rate of dropouts are. And, I mean, these are kids who drop out as young as 13 years old. Sometimes even they're even younger. Um, and it's actually, it's, it says in Italy, it's illegal for students to drop out of school be, be, uh, before they're 16 years right. old. But, you know, people don't really follow that law. And there's thousands and thousands of dropout cases there, which, of course, are getting much worse here with the pandemic. So, um, again, it's something that I think is every mother's nightmare. It probably also attributes to why down in southern Italy they have more of the mafia, more crime, because when the kids drop out, they're not educated. They tend to gravitate more toward the organized crime element, wouldn't I you say? Again, the problem is the job. There are not too much work, job, business. Everything's about the north, about business, anything. It's industrial, is the north. That's so, right. Down south, what they have to do the kids, why I go to school? I know I know job after with a, with a diploma in down south. You gotta move from down south. Well, I like, for instance, it says here there, uh, this, this, this gentleman named Giordano Francesco, okay, mm-hmm. um, basically was saying that his mother dropped out when she was 10 years old. Yeah. And, uh, basically, you know, the only thing that she could do for the rest of her life was she did, she was a cleaner at a theater. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you shouldn't have much of a future, obviously, because of that. Um, although, you know, there are kids, like there is a kid who's 15, Marika Irorio, uh, who is uh, looking to become a psychologist. But again, these kids have to make these choices when they're very, very young, which I find a little bit, um, interesting because, you know, a lot of times kids don't know what they want to do when they're that young and they have to decide on which high school they're going to go to. So I don't know if that's such a good idea. Well, 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 what's what you your read do, on that? What you do, that's what happened. It's like uh, in Italy, 
uh, summer time, you're working, you help things, you help people, already help you a lot to understand a little bit what you can do. And sometimes it's not what you want to do, it's what is available in the town yeah, where you yeah. That's right, because Italian, they don't like to leave home. It's really hard, to, desperate to move from uh, Italy and come to the States, you know what I mean? Right, or, right. Uh, yeah. really people that would like to stay with the family. So with the family, we look what is uh, the work, with important job there. That's what you do. So it's not about where you want to be or come. You know what I mean? That's a thing. A lot of things. It depends even how poor the family is. They need the money. So yeah. then you kind of study to go to the doctor. You know what I mean? So the problem is, too, when you drop out, usually in Italy, you don't see, like here in the States, you go to school, you want to come back to school, you can be 40 years old, and you go to school, you find people 50 years old, still study, they decide to go back to school. In Italy, it's not. That's the sad part, because when you get out, you never come back to school. Well, well moving on to another news story here. This comes to us actually from ABC News. We just got this a couple of days ago, actually, that there are two U.S. men who are awaiting their fate uh, in a murder trial as it comes to its end in Rome. Again, something that's every mother's nightmare if you have your son uh, who uh, is being tried for murder. These are two young Americans that were apparently uh, in Italy uh, on some type of va- vacation. They were there actually a couple of years ago. And it's uh, it looks like they actually have been accused of killing a police officer. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what the penalty is for that, but certainly it can't be good. They were essentially out partying. They're trying to, uh, they're drink, drink, doing a lot of drinking, obviously, trying to buy cocaine. And apparently they murdered a police officer. This was what's allegated, that they were accused of murdering a police officer. Um, and uh, they've been on trial there. The trial is coming to an end here shortly. And then we're going to know, you know, what happens to them. But I'm just curious. I know in this country it's a capital offense if you were to, you know, be accused and found guilty of murdering a police officer. You can actually uh, face the death penalty. What is it in, 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 in uh, Italy? No, we don't have death, so we don't have death penalty. It's not yeah, yeah. Like I say, I remember those two. Yes, the one you have a backpack with a drug, and I don't know if it was full of drug. It was just try to understand that. So, but it did happen. One admitted that he did kill the police officer. So now, right. oh, so happen, it'd be forever in jail. That's so what basically life in jail. One of them did admit it. So I guess the trial is just on for to to, to figure out what the the. Uh, what the 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 uh, um, consequences? What the consequences were are to the other one, and exactly what happened there. So right. we'll keep people more updated on this as we go along. I'm sure maybe by the time next week or the following week comes. The problem out. is the justice in Italy is so long. Look what happened. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What was the name? Anna Fox. Anna. What do you? No, uh, I get it wrong. The girl that she again uh, for years she was like oh yeah yeah I remember the one she lived in Mercer Island. Well, folks, that's your new segment for today. We'll be right back after this short word from our sponsors with my favorite part of the show, which is our Italian food, drink, and recipes. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. 
Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got it passed on our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Well, all right, it's time to do our Italian phrases, and uh, I know that this is going to be uh, fun because Mother's Day, and when it comes to Italians, their mothers are sacred, especially to Italian boys, but, uh, you know, the, the, I'm sure to Italian girls, too. So what do you got for us for our Italian yeah, phrases of the day for Mother's Day? First, I want to say, like what we say in Italia, di mamma ce ne solo una. This means the ma of mother is only one. Yeah, it's, exactly. That's what they trying to read. It's not sickle mom. It's not stepmom. It's only one. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So let's start it. Uh, I was thinking to do like a people you need to respect the most. The people and, you uh, need to respect the most. Okay. And this is going to be in, in reverse order. Right. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Good. So third place is whom? So terzo posto, tuo marito. Perché così imponi la tradizione. So third place is your husband who enforces the Italian tradition. All right? There you go. All right, now let's talk about second place. Secondo posto, tua, so- tua suocera. Perché non cucinerete mai? I can't speak Italian today. Hold on. Tua suocera, perché non cucinerete mai bene come lei? So second place mm-hmm. is the mother-in-law, because remember, you could never cook as good as she. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, she always has to cook better than you, right? All right. And the you first want to keep peace place, in your family. Okay, first place. All right. It's about mother and son here. Primo posto, il figlio maschio, perché grazie a lui la tua vita ha un senso. Lui rappresenta la vostra soddisfazione e le vostre aspirazioni. Okay, so remember, for Mother's Day, for mm-hmm. mother, the first place of respect yeah. in the family is the male child. I love this one because it, it, it's thanks to him that your life has meaning. He represents your satisfaction and your aspirations. Boy, does that sum up Italian mothers or what? That's not right. That's a favoritism. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, then we're going to move right on here now uh, to our food segment uh, that's coming up next. Yes. So our food segment, Marcia, as you know, is brought to us by our great sponsor, Tito's Handmade Vodka from Austin, Texas. And Tito's is the perfect drink for any occasion you might be having. If you're going to make your Italian aperitivos, if you're going to make uh, drinks for holidays or just parties in general, uh, even for cooking that great Italian vodka sauce, make sure you use Tito's because it's a step above the rest. And we love our sponsor, Tito's. Yeah. So what do we have today for our Mother's Day a show here for food? Because mothers should not cook on Mother's Day, right? Of course, of course, yeah. So, 
And when something really simple and easy that is appetizer. Or- you give your mother, in other words, you're going to give your mother a break. Because, because the mothers, and it's the same with Italian mothers, they cook, they cook. My mother last night was store house, we're talking about what we're going to do for Mother's Day. And she says to me, oh, we'll have everybody come over here, I'll make a little something for them. You know, but you've got to watch when your mother says, I'm going to make a little something for them. It means she's going to make enough to feed about 50 people. You got risotto, you got, you know, fettuccine, you got um, meatballs, you got veal, you got all this stuff, you know. I'm just going to make a little something, you know. So, but that's the thing, you know, even if I say you should not cook for Mother's Day, guess what? We're still cooking. It's a mother thing, you know, we like to do that. But anyway, people yeah. thinking for the modern mom, they don't want to stress out, they start to think, I'm working all the time, so I want something simple. Appetizer, always great too, to make a first plate for friends, summertime, winter, something. Exactly. Simple. And we call the appetizer for maggi e salumi, which that's basically right. is cheese and meat, right? Right, and that's what you do. It's really simple. You take up like a wood plate, but something to, to serve, and you cut all different uh, cheese you like. You know, put on the side. Then you put a lot of ham, salami on one side. You can put some uh, mozzarella even aside, even some grapes of you know parmigiana, parmigiano. That's you know. You make a lot of rice. You serve like an appetizer. This is great for party. We do a lot when my mom is cooking. She already make ready that that we can start to picking on it until we really. Oh yeah, and don't forget you got to add some some nice um, Italian olives to it. You know, mm-hmm. maybe add some grapes to it. You know, make it a really really nice place. And you have a little bread on the side with some balsamic vinegar, a little olive oil to dip into it. It's fantastic. You know. Right, right. That's the thing. Yes, that's the olive vinegar things is American thing that which I love it. It's no bad idea. But you know, do have fun. Put healthy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Snack too. I do a lot with my kids too. You know what I mean? So now, are you cooking for Mother's Day? Is Jeff making you cook for Mother's Day? He's going to take you out. Honestly, I'm lucky. I'm blessed. My daughters, they're really good. I wake up in the morning. They already bring me breakfast. Wow. So I'm really spoiled with that. I got really. Your kids got to come over to my house, you know. Yeah, it's good training. Use, uh, you know, a whipping or a spoon is perfect. Like All right. Quickly. <laughs> well, there's your food segment for the week, folks. Brought to you again by our great sponsor, Kido's Vodka. Now let's talk about our artist of the week. Mm-hmm. So you got a good artist of the week for us as well here. Uh, you chose uh, one of my very favorites, Toto Cutugno. <laughs> Uh, great Italian pop singer. He, he, he's, his most famous song uh, was the worldwide hit L'Italiano uh, that he came out with in 1983, but it's been a huge pop favorite. I mean, even to this day, every night when I do my show uh, at Monalcino's, um, inevitably I have somebody from Europe who asks for that song, and we, we play with a band at Italian festivals, and we perform around the uh, the country. So, uh, great, great song. But I never knew that he also wrote a song that was a tribute to Mother. So tell me about that. It's really old. I think he released it when he was in Sanremo. Yeah. And though I'm not sure if he won with that, but, uh, you know, it was really famous, and uh, people start singing it, passing on on and on. And the song is called Le Mame, which Le translates the mothers, the mothers. Huh. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful song, especially him, how he sings, the voice he has. Yeah, yeah. 
Wonderful. But do I remember that I heard it the first time with Sanremo and uh, it went on for a long time. It's really nice song. So I well, let's play that. Let's play that for everybody right now. Special Mother's Day song as a tribute to all the mothers out there. Le Mame, a song for the mothers by Toto Cotugno. Here you go. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. And we are back with more West Coast Italian Radio. This is Tony Lestella, your host, with the lovely Marcia Caputo. You know, now we have a great segment today because, of course, uh, this is our Mother's Day show. We have a fantastic author, Josephine Pasquarello, or Josephine B. Pasquarello, you know, with the B stands for, uh, who wrote the book Love and loyalty, kind of a tribute, as I understand it, to her Italian mother. So it's very timely that we have her on the show here as we celebrate Mother's Day this week. And Josephine, welcome to West Coast Italian Radio. Welcome to the Italian Radio Show. Thank you, and thank you for having me on. It's my pleasure. Well, you know, it's interesting that we, um, you know, we're, we're looking for a, a guest who could really do something special for our Mother's Day show. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sounds like you fit that bill uh, completely with your book, Perfect. Love yeah. and Loyalty, which is about your mother, right? That's correct. It is about my mother. So now where does your family come from in Italy? My mother was born in Rome. but in Rome. She's, Oh, yes. But she's really from up in the hills of Abruzzo called a town called Atri. Atri. And, yes. And then they came down to the Adriatic side. And they lived in Pescara right before they came over to America. I got you. How about your father? Uh, my father's from the heel of the boot. His family really was from Sicily. And then they moved over to the middle of the foot. And then they all migrated in 1888 and left immediately from there and came to Philadelphia. Got you. Got you. So then Pasquarello, is that your married name or is that your maiden name? Oh, no, that's my father's family's name. Gotcha, gotcha. And the, what, I have to ask what the B stands for, your middle name. Bernadette. Bernadette, <laughs> beautiful. That's beautiful. So then when did your family come to Philadelphia? Uh, my father's side of the family, they came in 1888. My great-grandparents, Michelle and Rosalina Pasquarello, yeah. and then um, my 
mother's side of the family, her father came in 1910 from Pescara to Philadelphia. For two years, he was here by himself making money so he could send it back and buy their tickets for the two of them, my grandmother and my mother, to come over in 1912. Well, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So they've been here basically a little over 100 years, about 110 years, it sounds like, huh? <laughs> my family was here about that long, too. My father's family came from, from Sicily many, many years, about 200 years ago. My mother's family came over about that time, 1905, right in there, you know? Yeah. So yeah. now, uh, Phil, you, you, you grew up in Philadelphia, then in an Italian-American oh, yeah. family. So yeah. uh, just tell us, I mean, what was that like? What was that whole experience of growing up in Philadelphia, Italian-American? Well, Philadelphia was great, and that's when they all came. If they even landed at Ellis Island, they all came that following day right here to Philadelphia, South Philadelphia, and that's where the entire family lived. So my mother also came to Philadelphia. So uh, she met my father. My father used to, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the Italian market in South Philadelphia. It's the oldest open market in the yeah, United States. I have a friend actually who occasionally is a strolling musician there who plays there. Oh, <laughs> believe, really? At least before COVID he did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was wow. an accordion player. I didn't know about that at all, about this older market. Is Italian older, you say? Okay. Yeah, well, it's the, the oldest, oldest market. One, yeah, in, the, in, the, in America. And my father used to work on 9th Street at the market with his wooden push cart selling produce. And my mother worked in a, the garment factory a few blocks away, and she used to walk by him every day to get the lunch for the girls. And, of course, and, that's Mario Lanza's hometown, South Philadelphia. Oh, my God, you know? that's a few blocks away from where Yeah, this is my favorite singer growing up, Mario Lanza. There you go. Well, he you had know? a beautiful voice, didn't he? <laughs> okay, so now your book, Love and loyalty. This is really a tribute to your mother. So tell us about it. Tell, tell us how you got inspired to write that. Well, um, my father died when I was six. The baby was three and left my mother with 12 kids. They had 12 kids together. Oh, wow. Good so- Italian family. Right, right, Marcia? <laughs> you got to catch up, Marcia. <laughs> I'm just in shock. I hear 12. And already, we are now in Italy. How many kids do you have? One. Twelve kids, all right. So um, that's why I was telling you about when he worked on 9th Street and she would walk by because she never had any friends. She wasn't allowed to go out. She was an only child. So he asked her out and they dated for three months and he tried to kiss her on a trolley car ride back from Center City from the movies. And she said, no. Brownie, because he was very dark. His name was Brownie. No, Brownie, you have to marry me to kiss me. They married. (laughs) There you go. So then they ended up, he he kept doing his produce, and she kept, you know, being pregnant nine months, breastfeeding for nine months, pregnant for, and she did this one for 20 years with all of us. Mamma mia. And then he, he died when he was 53. Yeah. And she, at first, all his family said, put them in an orphanage. Mm-hmm. And at first, you know, the first couple of days, she thought, well, yeah, I guess that's what I should do. But then after like two weeks, she said, no, I'm moving out of South Philly. We're going to move into an Irish neighborhood. Yeah. She was afraid the black hand would come after her four sons. Yeah. Oh, wow. Man. And so, and she figured out, only went to sixth grade. 
figured out how she could keep all of us together in the house and she could raise us and she came up with her own system. That yeah. is an amazing story. I mean, yeah. that really just is, even in today's world, that would be an amazing story, well, much yeah. less, you know, back in the, you know, in those days when we didn't have the resources like we do now. So, you know, I know we don't have time to go into the whole thing, but just give us like a really brief description of what was her system. I mean, how did she work, get money and then raise <laughs> all the kids? All right. So this was the system. The three oldest were 21 and 19, 17. They got jobs. They came home every week and gave her $20. And we had Social Security for Pascarella mother, Pascarella children, two checks. Yeah, yeah. So that's how she moved it. And when the oldest one got married, the next one in high school would have to go to an educational school to graduate within nine months. Then that one had to go get a job to come home with the $20 a week. And she sat until all of us hit the age of where we could graduate. Us younger ones all graduated from high school because it wasn't as bad as it was from the very beginning. Right, right. So wow, kind man. Of, kind of system. That's how it is in Italy, too. My grandma, everybody, the old one got to work right away. You don't finish. Yeah. Let's say, we, we talk about, about why they don't finish school in Italy, uh, in the south and north. Because it is. You grow up, you maybe do the middle school, and there you go. You go right away to work. You start because they, they need the money. So they can buy it. Started work when he was ten years old. That's well, I think that that speaks a lot about you know the the uh, the culture of the Italian immigrants. Really, I mean, you know yeah. that they came here. They weren't just looking for a bunch of handouts. I mean, they really came here. They worked hard. They yeah, yeah. took care of each other. Family was everything. You right. know, like keeping that family together, working as a family. Uh, so now nowadays, you still the, are you, wait. The book say uh, like she say in the book loyalty. That's yeah. perfect. Yes, loyalty. Yeah, Absolutely. It is about that. Respect, loyal each other, how to help. That's what you do in a family. So it's perfect. Like title is really good what you're putting on. Well, see, my mother and father had an agreement mm. that she had to keep all of us together. Mm-hmm. So that was a deal between my mother and father. Right, right. So, um, is, she, is your mother, is she still alive or she passed away? No, she was born in 1907. Ah, ah. Yeah. My father was born in 1902. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so when my mother had me, she was already 42 years geez, old. Wow. So now, are all your brothers and sisters still living? Do you still? Had two have passed away, so there's still 10 of us. And the oldest one, he's 89, Ralph. Wow. And you, are you still a close family? You still get together and everything? Well, for Ralph, like he just called me the other day and said, my two tins of cookies are empty. What that means, you know, the Italian print, that yeah, means yeah. take some more cookies and bring them down here to me. Yeah, when you guys do a family reunion, you must have like to rent out a whole hotel or something, you know? Well, you know, uh, Uncle Nick, that's my father's youngest brother, Uncle Dominic, he he was the last one that had a big family reunion, and there probably were like 250 of us. Yeah, wow. Because the kids, grandkids, relatives, you know, cousins, you know, wow, and in-laws. And we're up to like about the fifth generation now because, you know, we all sure. we just keep moving along. Do you know what I mean? Are they all still kind of in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area, or are they well, spread out? 
some are in Pennsylvania. Uh, Ralph, the oldest one, is the last one that stayed in the city. He never left South Philly for like 80 years. He's been out of, he's downtown Philadelphia. He cannot leave Philadelphia for some reason. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> I have an uncle like that who can't leave New York for the same reason. So I understand. Well, listen, we only have about one more minute. Okay. We want to tell people how they can, it sounds like a fabulous fabulous story of and it's a true story you yes. know uh, love and loyalty a great book about uh, you know the italian um you know the italian uh, perseverance you know uh and uh, how italian immigrants really uh came together and family was everything and really sustained themselves yes. love and loyalty so josephine pasquarello where can people get this book you can get it on Amazon, or you can also order it through Dorrance Publishing out here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's fantastic. You know, this sounds like it has a movie strip written all over it somewhere down the line, you know. Yeah. It sounds like everything, family, struggling, everything. That's Even right. Because, too, you have to think about it. People or your grandma didn't speak English, you know, okay. so part-time, everything, it's a little bit of everything. So it's perfect for any generation, this book. Well, thank you so much, Josephine, for being a guest on our show. We really appreciate it, you know, and uh, we want you to come back. You know, I would, I would, you know what? I have another book that's in the publishing company right now about the great great grandparents coming from Italy. Well, that's fantastic. Well, we'll have to have you back for that one as well. All right, folks, this is Tony Lestella with West Coast Italian Radio. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast, Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. 
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Well, March it. We're back here with one, you know, more segment of the West Coast Italian radio show uh, for this week. Um, it's time to do Italian events. You know, we got some great Italian events that are happening all over the uh, Western United States here uh, mm-hmm. that we need to tell people about. Okay, so these are kind of the major ones. You may have additional events in each of your areas. So make sure you check with your local Italian organizations. But we're going to kind of hit some of the biggies here that are coming up over the next few months. So the first one, this kind of sounds like a cool one here, Marcia. May 15th, Saturday, May 15th, from 4 o'clock to 7 o'clock, there's an event called Old School Italian. It takes place in Alhambra, California. It starts at Angelo's. Italian restaurant and pizzeria. And it sounds like what you do is you started that restaurant there, uh, and then you're going to go from restaurant to restaurant. they got different Italian restaurants in the area that are set up. And each Italian restaurant, you're going to have a different entree. Like you may have an appetizer at one. You may have your prima course at the next, seconda at the next. Maybe have insalata at the next one. That'd be my great. So, That'd be so much fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. We should do something like that, like, you know, maybe here mm-hmm. in Palm Springs or, you know, up uh, up in Seattle or someplace, uh, yep. you know, get get stuff going. That that sounds like a, a lot of fun, you know? Talk about this and make it happen. <laughs> Absolutely. we got to do that. Okay. So then on um, Sunday, June 6th, there is the 100th Statuto Race. Mm-hmm. You may, may ask, what is a statuto race? I don't exactly know what a statuto race is, but uh, it takes place at the San Francisco Italian Athletic Club uh, in downtown San Francisco, California, and it is a great event. It sounds like this. We we need to find out more about what a statuto race is, but it's put on uh, in conjunction with a Make a Wish of the Greater Bay Area, you know, Make a Wish Foundation for the Greater Bay Area is the charity partner, and it basically helps children who have critical illnesses, you know, gives them their wishes. So what a great cause that is, and we really need to contact those people. We'll find out more about that to let you know in future shows, okay? Uh, Continuing on the month of June, June 25th, we have the Portland Festa Italiana, uh, which is going to take place at the Oaks Amusement Park. Uh, this is, you know, one of the longest-running festivals and Italian events in the United States. Uh, of course, celebrating Italian-American culture in Portland, Oregon. They have everything from opera to other live Italian music, uh, great food there, great Italian entertainment, stuff for the kids, cultural activities. Basically, nonstop Italian fun um, all day long, Sunday uh, no, it takes place from Friday to Sunday, so it's the whole weekend, Friday, June 25th to Sunday, June 27th. So that should be a lot of fun there, okay? There's so much activity for all ages. I a love lot, that. lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Okay, going on. 
Now we're going to move kind of off toward the latter end of the summer. So we're just going to give you a couple of these to save the dates on. And as we get closer to these events, we'll tell you more about them. Hi. Saturday, August 21st through Sunday, August 22nd, you have the San Jose Italian Family Festa uh, mm-hmm. on September 10th through September 14th. We have the Festa Italiana Fisherman's Festival. That's down in Monterey, California. Always a great time down there. Very, very active Italian people down in Monterey, California. Uh, we interact with them a lot. Wonderful folks. Then we move back up to the northwest. We have September 10th through 12th, the San Gennaro Festival in Seattle. And then just following that, the end of the month, September 24th and 26th, the big Festa Italiana in Seattle, one of the biggest Italian festivals on the west coast there. They've been going on for uh, 35 years, I think, or right around there. Wonderful, wonderful festival. Uh, A couple more to leave you with here, folks. October 2nd and 3rd, the Los Angeles Italian Festival down in Hollywood and Highland. Always a great, great day with our Italian friends in L.A. down there. They do a wonderful, wonderful festival. And last but not least, a great festival that we kind of end the festival season with. In Reno, Nevada, the El Dorado Hotel does a great Italian festival down there. That takes place October 9th and October 10th. Make sure you check out all these festivals, uh, you know, travel to them if they're in your areas. I mean, travel to them if they're not in your areas. And, of course, you can also check with all your local Italian organizations for all the other wonderful Italian events going on in and throughout your community. So, you know, Marcia, that's pretty much is our show for the week. We want to remind everybody, we got a great after-hours show. You guys like this show, you're going to love our after-hours show. Okay, because this show, you know, and we love working with ABC, absolutely. But, you know, the FCC only allows us to say certain things on the air if you catch my drift. And, of course, we're very Italian. I'm from from East Coast. She's from Italy. So we like to call things the way we see them and, you know, not mince words. And we got some wonderful topics, some wonderful guests. Make sure you go to our website, WCIR.biz. There's a link there for the After Hours show. Got to be 18 or over, but you're going to have a lot of fun. Subscribe to it. It's a, just a hoot. It's a blast, and you're going to have a wonderful time listening to it. And, of course, you can hear this show all week long. Share, please, with all your friends, with all of your family, anywhere in the world. You can always get our show 24-7, uh, the show right here from ABC. It's available on our website. If you go to WCIR.biz, there's a little link at the top of the page there. You click. That gives you all of our shows, uh, both this week's show, any of our past shows, everything in archives for the last six years. So make sure you share that with all your friends because we uh, we absolutely love our listeners and love getting feedback from you. And, you know, remember, we uh, you're listening to us, the WCIR West Coast Italian Radio Network. We're on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network broadcasting at KMET 1190 AM from Palm Springs with affiliate stations picking us up all over the USA. We love all of you. We love all of our affiliate stations. God bless you all. We'll be back next week with a brand new show. And ciao a tutti. A salute.